Recorded live. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Lovely Bone Show. Good morning, everybody. I hope every I hope everybody had a good night's rest last night. Lord knows I didn't because the Lovely Bone Show actually aired last night and we were experiencing some technical difficulties. So though we had several people calling in as um guest show speakers, uh several other speakers called in, but because of technical difficulties, things just didn't jump off right. And so I wanna apologize for that. So we're doing this thirty minute practice, um this thirty minute practice this thirty minute practice show um to make sure that everything runs smoothly for the next time. So eventually, hopefully, my good friend and guest speaker from last night, Peter Popoff, uh agreed to try to work with me this this morning on the test show. We're just waiting to see if he can log in and then we'll try to recap on some of the things that we discussed last night um that you guys may have missed. So get your zoom zooms and your well whams together. It's gonna be a great show. Just me and Peter PPO, uh, which stands for Peter Popoff, uh, will be joining us soon. So get your things together. We're going to take a brief intermission and wait for him to join the show and give you a chance, the listeners, to, um, like I say, go and get your zooms and wham together. We're going to be briefly speaking on the elections that's coming up between Hillary and Donald Trump. And um, then we're going to go to a small segment of um, are we listening to each other in relationships. So we're going to take a brief pause, and I'll be right back with you. There it is. Good morning. Good morning. This is, we got PTO. It works. Good morning, PTO. PTO stands for Peter Popoff. He's here joining us live this morning, one of the guest speakers. What's up, PTO? Good morning. Good morning. You know it's a good morning when I can sit here (laughs) with the the lovely, the infamous, the famous, (laughs) the illustrious. Miss Lovely Bones, I feel so honored to be up here in the morning with Miss Lovely Bones. And I so appreciate having you here. Um, last night, uh, Peter Popoff was one of our guest speakers, and we were experiencing technical difficulties. And like I said, he offered to come back and um, try the show over again with me and have this conversation with you guys. So please welcome PTO, Peter Popoff, to the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So last night we briefly uh, discussed, even though we weren't on the air, we were uh, discussing the elections coming up, and you know how much Lovely Bones value your opinion, PPO. Um, I would just like to know what do you think about this new, um, I would like to call it power tick, politics, but I'm going to call it power ticks because it's definitely not about 
politics. It's more about power. What do you think about this trumped-up election? Is it for the American people? Does it work for America? Does it work in your community? Well, uh, it's very unfortunate that our political process has come to this. But I'm glad it has because, you know, when I look around my community, I don't see Trump. Okay. <laughs> I don't see Hillary. All right. And I don't see anything that looked like that. Uh-huh. And so when you're looking at me to get my vote, I'm looking at you and said, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the America face. Right. And I don't see your face. Don't look like my face. Mm-hmm. And what you're standing for and what you represent, you know, doesn't give me the the fervor, the, the gusto to give you my vote to say, yeah, you're going to represent me mm-hmm. in the office. I'm just going to put it like this. I'm, I'm a, it's too early to pop off. <laughs> it's never too early to pop off. Pop off, baby. We need change, okay? I like it. Let's just do this. We have Barack Obama in office now. And we have Hillary and um, Mr. Trump trying to, you know, take his place. Of the three, which of them represents my community and my America? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So this, you're asking me to make a change. Right. And you haven't given me nothing better to right. change to. That's right. That's good. And a lot of people are looking at that. There's so many different angles on this that they have not come up to and really um, given the American people uh, a hope and a strength that, yeah, America don't need to return to nothing. We're still great. We need to be better than what we are. Right. But we're not moving in that direction if we choose either of you two. No, and like I was saying last night, both of them look like they got one foot on the one foot on the concrete, another one in the grave. Both of them look like they're about to croak over. Donald Trump looks like a spaceship landed on his head. Who and he made too much money to have such a poor toupee. That's just number one off the bat. <laughs> and Hillary just looked like her face was made on the on the Quaker Oat, uh, oatmeal box. I mean, she started to look more and more like the old Miss Bush. So I'm just like, I, I'm i not seeing long life and longevity for either one of them. And the elections is only in the process. They haven't even been elected yet. So we see what Obama looked like when he started and when it ended. They look worse than Obama, and they ain't even got started yet. And so I'm just like, I'm not feeling them health-wise. I'm not feeling them community-wise. I'm not feeling them America-wise. And like you were saying, PPO, it doesn't look like anything that represents my community or my values or, or what I believe in. I haven't heard anything but a lot of gossip uh, from both of them going back and forth, taking pot shots at each other. And so where are they really talking about the issues? They're really right. just talking right. about each other right. and how much dirt they can dig on each other. They, I've watched a couple of uh, shows that try to update you on the political climate. And one particular show calls it the circus. Mm. <laughs> they literally, when you look on the, the show description, it says so the circus and America's political process, you know. And I was like, you know what, pretty much that's true. One of the things that's very, very interesting is that they really aren't looking at themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They couldn't be. And, and because what they're sending not only to the American people to – solicit their vote, you're saying that of all the people 
that live in America that are potential candidates for the office of running the power country of the United States, mm-hmm. that Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are of all, is all you got. Yeah, we're pretty much the best fuck. of all you got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, we're at all time I'm still a Kevin Hart on you. <laughs> really? <laughs> so with that being said, if we if we feel like that, and I know that we don't um, speak for America as a whole, but I'm pretty sure me and PPO speak for a good amount of people, or at least a lot of people who, you know, who agree with mm-hmm. what we're saying. Um, what would you... What would you think that people in outer countries looking in when they see these two candidates going at each other, talking about each other's taxes, talking about each other's health, talking about each other's personal life, what would other countries be thinking about us as they air they so-called air their dirty, so to speak, air their dirty laundry for the whole world to see? You know what? Um, as strong youngest country. Mm-hmm. of all these other countries. Mm-hmm. When you look at history, we have been the bank for both World War II. Mm-hmm. We have lent more countries money to start all over, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they haven't repaid us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what the thing is, it has been said, and it's been long awaited, those countries are just waiting mm-hmm. for America to fall. Oh, definitely. And so I think they're using this as a plot to say, ah, it's gotcha. a dent in their armor. Uh-huh. Let's them all. Uh-huh. A chink in armor. <laughs> because they really don't have a leader exactly. at the front of their country. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know any other country. And I know we, we have democracy. Other countries, the people who stand at the top, they're pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. The people who run in, you know, other other countries, they're either one. They're either um, a BA, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're either a bad, bad-ass person, or they are a person that the people have pushed behind so much they can't overthrow the fact of looking at this person's um, integrity and that this person is a people person and that has to be an office. Mm-hmm. You know, so either way, you have a person that is a people person that the people want the country to move in the direction because this person represents it, or you have, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this person, he goes, he goes snap you in a minute mm-hmm. if you don't act right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're neither of those right now. Mm-hmm. You don't have that. We have, we have, we have, we have a one particular uh, candidate that has won the hearts of people just on cynicism because mm. he's cynical, right? Which is a very predominant part of America. Mm-hmm. Just being cynical, just because, because mm-hmm. we can, just because we can, freedom of speech, and they don't know that what that looks like exactly. on the other side. Exactly, they're getting ready. We, they're getting ready to eat that bone now. Yeah, let's talk about what that looks like on the other side because. I can't even imagine what other countries are thinking about us looking from the other side. I know what I think, and it's, I think it's disgusting, it's pathetic. I think that we're at an all-time low in um, what leadership looks like for our country. And to me, looking at both candidates, I'm sickened. I'm sickened by the process, uh, by how far we have, how far, how low 
we have allowed the political system to go when it comes to elections because for years now we have been letting the election process be ran by how much dirt can you dig up on the other person as opposed to addressing the real issues in America because I'm like you never hear about things like sex trafficking you know when they run for office they talk about health care education how the same old BS over and over but Who's talking about the real issues, like about atrocities going on, crimes against our children or crimes against um, humanity? We don't talk about those things, but we'll spend a lot of money or they will spend a lot of money um, talking about trash issues on each other. And I don't want my elections to be ran like reality TV, which I already don't watch because it's so disgusting to watch American people invest their time and their lives into other people's drugs. As if, as if you ain't got enough shit going on in your own house dealing with your husband or your kids or, or yourself. You know, deal with you before you start looking at other people. So to allow our madness to be banned like reality TV just tells me we're not trying to solve anything and we're going to keep falling further and further down this rabbit hole of um, democracy, which to me is no longer, it's not even democracy anymore. I don't even know what the hell this is. Ask me who I'm going to vote for. I'm still sitting here with a dove cap on my head because I don't, I don't even, I don't even look at it as a voting process anymore. Like, I don't even feel like getting up and getting out of my bed to go and vote for either one of these idiots because you haven't put anything in front of me voting for, and you have just shown me that our voting process is a damn joke. That's what's funny, too, because here we are talking about, you know, go out and vote, because if you don't vote for um, Trump, you know, um, you got to vote for Hillary, you know, and if you don't vote for Hillary, you got to vote for Trump. And for whatever reason, there's a lot of different jargon on there. But my question is this. How can you put these two individuals or any individual on the the presidential platform of a candidacy and then um, not give us any real information, like you said, to talk about the real issues and solicit our vote? And so here we are. I looked at um just briefly um yesterday. They were talking about oh the electoral college for Louisiana and the electoral college for Florida um and Pennsylvania um uh Trump and Clinton are are close and neck and neck. They, it's a it's a tight race. I'm like really. <laughs> Since one is supposed to be a real good candidate. And the other one's supposed to be um, in the dead pan. Ooh, my gosh, it's a close race. Wow. So, how have you said, how have you educated, how have you communicated to us that my vote is going to accurately tip the scale? Because you're actually already saying, from the the electoral point of view, it's a close race. And I tell you this I know about the spin room. They, you know, whenever news and things, information come out to America, especially in political climate, they've actually, they go to the spin room. What can you put a spin on it to send it out to the American public? So, you know, 
that news will come out with a plan. And, and so, so it's, it's like, like they haven't really done a good job. We've been treated like an ignorant. And I think we've been treated that way because, oh, just go vote. You know, vote. Your vote counts. Really? Tell me, show me. Tell me, Grant. Give me some information where my, my vote's going to do what? My vote's going to do what for the electoral count. And Grant, I might be ignorant. Okay, I'm not saying I'm the best, you know, on political science and the process and everything, but the bottom line is neither of the candidates have done anything to solicit my vote, and neither of the candidates in front of me represents the America and the American community where I live. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to pop off too strong, but it's just, that's just what it is. Well, I think that's, a, I mean, like you said, we're not political analysts here. We're just saying, you know, this is just our opinion. And off of freedom of speech, we have the right to voice, um, we have the right to voice that opinion. Um, was It's just interesting uh, what you were saying about how they talk about the numbers. And every year, um, every four years when there's an election, they always say, oh, the numbers, the numbers. I never believe them when they say that. I never believe them when they say somebody is winning or losing by a certain amount because, you know, they're only based on how many people actually answered the phone when they called to get that survey. A lot of people just don't answer the call, and a lot of people die when they do answer. So those things to me are never accurate. You never know how people are going to vote. Too much time for people to vote. That's cynicism from America. Cynicism from America. And so, um, like I say, we're not political analysts. We're not sitting here trying to encourage people not to vote. By all means, do what you believe is best for you. Yeah. We're merely your voice and our own personal opinion, um, the way we see it from where we sit. But by all means, get out there and do what you feel you have to do. This show was merely to talk about how do you feel about how the electoral process is being ran. Because um, to me, it looks worse and worse every four years when they run an election. It just gets worse and worse. And I don't want, I don't want four years from now. If it can look worse than what it looks right now, I'm just done with it. I'm like done with the whole process because I'm not going to participate in this rhetoric. It's BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is not how America is the host. Right, the superpower. The superpower. Yeah. And we out here looking like bumbling idiots behind the uh, this election process. So I'm extremely embarrassed um, to be an American every time I turn. Well, I don't have television in my home to look at it, but when I'm out in public, you know, I'm embarrassed by the process and, and what I see um, going on in the political forum. It's very embarrassing. So I'm just I'm trying to stay clear of it myself. Well, the only thing that that is another problem after the election um, is that the shakedown. Because <laughs> you know that people ain't going to, there's going to be the election and someone's going to win and then there's going to be people that are not going to appreciate who won. And they right. try to stir up that. And I don't think they've looked at that either. No, no, I agree with you on that. Because the two, it, it's going to stir up some real bad. They have said, some really bad, 
about each other. About each other and about some of the American people. And about a lot of the American people. And a lot of the American people. And so, uh, yeah, you forgot that after you get it all, that you might need some of these votes and right. voters right. to help you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's an interesting you do, aspect. You do I have to drive along city streets. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that to the. I believe that to the revolution. I believe that to the revolution because I think it's a project to get ready to begin. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I'm gonna stop popping off. Yeah, you know, I think you're about to pop off. I think you're about to pop off. But and I want to thank you, Peter, for coming on the show and popping off about how we, you know, about how you feel personally, Anytime. you know, about the elections. I see we only have about five minutes of the show to go, so we're going to spend maybe the next two to three minutes talking about uh, relationships. We didn't give ourselves much time on this, but we will come back to this in another show. Uh, we were to discuss uh, why people don't hear each other, men and women, when we talk. Mm. Women are trying to get their point across. Um, but are we being heard? And, and women, are you paying attention to your man? Do you hear what he's trying to say to you? You know, are we directly or indirectly having discussions with each other? Are we beating around the bush? We're supposed to be adults in a relationship. In order to have a conversation, one person talks and the other person listens. You can't have a, what did you call it last night? Uh, a, a dominant talker and a submissive listener. listener. Yeah, because that's not a conversation. That's a, a dominant talker and a submissive mm-hmm. listener. And that really that's gets control. nowhere. That's the person overriding what you feel and say. And then you as the person just bowing down and sucking it in and not really getting anything out. And that's not going to last. Very long, and that role, that uh, that dominant speaker can be a man or a woman, right, right. just as the submissive listener mm-hmm. could be a man or a woman. Wow, so, how can we encourage um, the 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 dominant talker to tone it down and the submissive listener to step it up a little bit? So, so let me let me do that. So, how can we get the dominant talker to shut up? <laughs> and how we can get the submissive listener to step up. Step it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, hey, I, 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 I want to, I want to be, I want to, I'm a little, I may have to, to call in and let listen in on that show. My yeah. God. We got the serious going on there. Well, I mean, this is a lot of America. You know, we, we can have two dominant talkers and then we still not going anywhere because we have two people just arguing that and nobody's listening and they're still getting no one going anywhere and what you rarely see is two submissive listeners there there really aren't is there a such thing as two submissive listeners how do you have a submissive how do you have a conversation if both people are submissive listeners so what we actually need is two active speaking people and two active uh Two active, list, effective listeners. So you have to balance that out. So if you are having a, if you are the dominant uh, speaker, we're asking you to tone it down a little bit. You're you're pretty much being a bully. You're overriding everything that you know your partner is saying, and you've gotten that person into a place where they say nothing. And if you're a submissive listener, you need to step your game up because the dominant talker may not know they're a dominant talker because you're just sitting there not saying anything. Speak up for yourself. So the first step is to realize which one are you. There you go. So let's start with me. I am definitely a dominant. 
but I'm working on being an uh, effective listener, not a submissive one, because submissive doesn't get you anywhere, but to be an effective listener. And sometimes when you have a dominant talker, the effective listener needs to let the dominant talker know, I heard you by saying, so what I hear you saying is. And sometimes when you say what I hear you saying is, and you throw it back in the dominant talker's face, they recognize that you hear them, and they may actually tone down some. Now, if you're the dominant talker, if you just see the person over there listening and not saying a word, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up and ask the effective listener a question, okay? So that's pretty much all we have. We're about to end the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. We thank Peter Papa for Anytime, thank you for having me step through. We're going to try this again in the following week or so. We're going to advertise you more about it. Until then, peace, love, and Join us again. We love you. Peace.